0: Welcome commute to this morning to the pod, podcast crossroads episode 15 <clears throat> using God's medicine for our abundant living. Today's podcast, the host Dr. Leo Adams is coming out of the heart of Memphis, Tennessee <clears throat> and I believe this morning he's going to have several co-hosts with him today. So we want you to tune in and we want you to react and we want you to interact. And if you'd like to chime in, chime in and we'll get this podcast rolling. We're waiting on our host to, to call in and so we can get this thing really going. I am the producer, Dr. Bruce Smith coming out of the heart of West Memphis, Arkansas with BBS Productions. We are so proud to have our listeners tune in today. This series on using God's menace for our abundant living has been an awesome series. It's been awesome. <clears throat> been a very awesome series. I say it again: a very awesome uh, podcast. A lot of people have been helped. A lot of people have been informed, and we're just so glad to be able to produce this podcast on this station. We're waiting on everyone else to to go ahead and call in. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good morning. This is a wonderful Saturday morning, Shanta. We're glad you t- chimed in. Uh, uh, Pastor, we're glad that you chimed in and if we could get you to go ahead and uh, hit that phone button and get all the way in so we can start communicating back and forth until our host gets here. There we go. We have to remember that proxy part of the process. How are you doing this morning, Shanta?
1: Good morning. I am well. I am well. How are you, Mr. Bruce?
0: I am doing very good. I'm excited to be here. This is a busy day. We had to change our time because we got other uh commitments also today. So it's it's gonna be a very busy day.
2: Oh
1: wow.
0: Yeah. So uh, I guess when you you start doing business with people I mean, everybody start to put it on you.
1: Yes, I hear that the early bird is the one that catches the worm.
0: Yeah. It <laughs> sure is. but so we just are excited about everything that's going on everywhere. Yes. Sometimes, sometimes we say we want to be in business, but we don't always realize <laughs> what, what the commitments are. Yeah, there's a lot of commitments to to doing this work that we do. So we're waiting on Dr. Adams. I don't know <laughs> what's going on. So uh, we, I guess we, what we can do is we can go ahead and start discussing this these this, this, uh, this oils until Dr. Okay. Adams get in here. Um, what are some of the benefits that you have gotten from using the oils
1: well, uh, Mr. Bruce, I can tell you that um, I have seen some tremendous benefits with um, using um, mm-hmm. the essential oils um, right. and, and one of, I'll say one of the smallest benefits that you know that we tend to especially for mm-hmm. uh, women we love the way that things smell and uh, if something doesn't smell good, we're not gonna use it right and so uh um, and so for me um the the type of oils that I've used um i've've I've smelled uh cilantro and mm-hmm. if you can think about how um cilantro tastes um it does have a a, a flavor to it that um, that kind of tingles a little bit it's a it's a, right. a kind of a little bit of a minty flavor um, but this particular oil that I've used with uh cilantro just, uh, just to uh, put it in my diffuser And uh, let it right. permeate Throughout the air um, mm-hmm. Actually has a different smell Than what you would taste It actually smells like a Jolly Rancher And right. um, I really love The smell of um, of uh, That particular oil um, mm-hmm. It got me going um, Just right. a, a wonderful fragrance To have in the air So that and uh, just lemon If I'm going to diffuse it uh, right. I love to diffuse uh, lemon uh, essential oil, lemongrass mm-hmm. essential oil because of just even just having that that uh, fragrance, some different type of fragrance in the air. Um, and I've seen where um, mm-hmm. there are instances where there have been oils that I have used for other you know purposes as well. Right. And maybe just taking a little drop and just putting it um, on the on the bottom of my feet. And there was an instance where I, I did or, uh, you know, just sharing with someone I had shared an oil. And this right. particular oil was an orange oil, uh, essential oil that I had shared with the woman that had been having problems. Um, she had been having problems, but I didn't know. Um, but I was just sharing the oil with her and said, hey, just put a little drop under your feet. And I called back with her to follow up with her. And she said, you know what? between that oil and something else she may have had. She -hmm. said that she had not been walking and that particular day she walked from her home to her, her daughter's home and her, you know, she had strength in her, her legs. And she was just so happy to Mm -hmm. have used that particular, uh, oil in, in connection with something else. I wasn't sure what that was that she had used. And she, this was the first time that she had done that in so long. And so, um, and the way that oils are, they benefit different people, uh, differently. So for one person, uh, it may, you know, it may, it's, it's just like, uh, a diet, you know, yeah. one person's diet is a little bit different from the next person's diet mm-hmm. and your goal may be different from the next person's goal. However, uh, mm-hmm. what you want to accomplish is specifically for you, you know, and so, right. um, uh, uh, with the essential oils, uh, for me, I have found that I really love. I, 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 like I said before, I really have taken hold of frankincense, mm-hmm. and it does have some properties in it that helps with uh, inflammation that I, I, wasn't aware of. Um, it had properties in it that you know helps to fight, um, fight off some of those little, those little germs that uh, that may be floating around in the air, and that's one of the purposes too. Uh, for oils is for therapeutic purposes right. and so if you do have a diffuser um, or if you don't have a f- diffuser pick up th- a diffuser put you a couple of drops of oils in and uh, just just let it permeate through the air and, and let it do some of the work for you Right,
0: you know something I use I use it every day matter of fact I got some in my coffee now I use um, I use peppermint lemon and lavender, I do it in the morning hmm. and in evening. And i okay. find using those it helps me to, to breathe better. I don't have as much uh, problems with my sinuses by using that. I, I yes. It, just before I go to bed, uh, and it's not always in a hot drink or anything like that. Sometimes I'll put it in water, I'll drink that uh-huh. bottle of water before I go to bed. And it's, it's something about that, 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 uh, that uh, oils. It, it helps my sinuses to stay clear through the night and allows me to sleep much better. So I've, I've, I'm kind of sold out on using those uh, doTERRA oils. And so it has been very beneficial for me. And I, you know, I had forgotten about the, uh, how uh, the frankincense helps with the inflammation. Uh, Cause uh-huh. I used it a lot when I had cancer. <clears throat> uh, oh, wow. But I had forgotten, and I thank you this morning for for sharing that so i'm gonna go ahead go back and buy me another bottle of frankincense <laughs> and start using it um yeah uh, for, for the information and i you know i hadn't even thought about uh, using the oil because i use the peppermint i got a um mm-hmm. on my ankle one of my ankles i have a, a problem it, it, it swells up sometimes i get this burning sensation because i have nerve issues and i put that peppermint roll it on there. On my mm-hmm. uh, on my ankle and it and it'll just stop the pain, but I never thought about even putting it under my foot, and because I mm-hmm. believe uh, it 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 if you put that stuff under your foot, it will mm-hmm. go throughout your whole body. So I'm going to try that today and see how much uh, better it even gets even there. But we see that our host has arrived, uh, Dr. Leo Adams out of Memphis, Tennessee, and we're going to turn this over to him, Dr. Adams. Come on in and We see that you said, I'm alive.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, good morning, good morning. And I'm going to say to uh, Dr. Smith, our producer, and to uh, one of our guests, uh, Mrs. Shanta Parrish, thank you all for a great job that you're doing in bringing education uh, to the American uh, public, also the world. Uh, about using God's medicine for the abundant life. Did have some problems connecting this morning, uh, but you all have carried on in such a magnificent way. I almost feel like I'm intruding and uh, I'm breaking up uh, a good thing. And I just uh, thank you for being uh, witnesses. Uh, One of the great uh, attributes of anything is having someone who can verify and testify about its benefits for them. Oh, it's good to be able to hear about something, but it's better when you can express it and experience it for yourselves. And so I wanna thank you this morning as we come to uh, Crossroads, where our symbols are the interstate markings of Interstate 40 and Interstate 55, where north and south meets east and west, where coming together is the epicenter and the center point. It is the crossroads. It's where we discuss contemporary topics of interest with leading men and women, such as yourselves and others, in business and industry, religion and education, politics and government, community development, and public safety and health and wellness issues, and all those things that are a major concern to us as individuals, as groups, and as a nation. And as you know, we are continuing our topic on using God's medicine for abundant living. And in the past weeks, we have been exploring the fact that God's words are stepping stones and not stumbling blocks, and that God's word is medicine, and that healing is for everyone Uh, And it is found in the plants and in the trees and the roots and stems and in the bark and the flowers and seeds and in the fruit. And all nature has health benefits, even in our air, our water, our earth, and our sun and the solar system. And so I want to thank you this morning for carrying uh, this uh, podcast forward. Uh, as you've discussed, uh, I've heard uh, peppermint, I've heard lemon, uh, uh, I've heard uh, cilantro, uh, as well as an oil that is called the king of oils, frankincense. And each of you have uh, experienced uh, the use of these oils and the tremendous benefits that have come from them. And one of the things that I heard you all both say is that these are not just uh, targeted for one purpose, but they have a myriad of benefits and uses, as well as applications. Because I heard somebody say that they, uh, uh, I think Miss Parrish was talking about, uh, the smell, which is the aromatic, uh, portion, uh, of the uh, efficacy of the oils. Uh, I think, uh, uh Dr. Smith talked about, uh, putting, uh, some of the oils, uh, into, uh, juices and teas, um, uh, and then I heard, uh, the application, uh, up under the bottom of the feet, which, uh rapidly uh, gets uh, these oils because of the molecules being so small they can penetrate uh, within the cells as well as all the way to the uh, top of your head and your brain as they break uh, the blood brain barrier and act uh, as uh, a uh, medicinal um, component uh, to help uh, to stimulate uh, not only the olfactory system, and you're talking about with your breathing, your respiratory but also uh, those germs and bacteria and viruses and microbials uh, that may be um, uh, inundating our bodies, uh, bringing about uh, some uh, negative uh, side effects and health benefits. And so I want to thank you all uh, this morning. Uh, If you're on the line and if you have a question on this morning to any of our uh, panelists, uh, I want to ask you, uh, even uh, Mr. Parrish, if you're on, uh, if you have any input. uh, I owe all of this to you all because you all introduced me uh, to uh, the essential oils many years ago and um so um i want to thank you so very much and they have been such a blessing to me uh to know that god has provided us uh, uh with uh, health benefits uh through him saying let there be and so uh we do have a question Um uh, this morning, Uh, and before we get to that question, well, I'm going to give you the question. Uh, And uh, it said, Dr. Adams, can you explain why the FDA won't approve essential oils for healing and other medicinal products? And we will uh, get to that in just a moment. Uh, The question that I had posed this morning, and we'll come back to our question, was, What segment of the American population has been affected by the coronavirus? What segment of the American population has been affected by the coronavirus? And most of you in that question, uh, the answer probably for you would be every segment of the American population had been affected by the coronavirus. And I would say this, that there is no other, there is no other topic right now that is more prevalent in the minds of the population in America than what is going on as far as health and wellness Especially dealing with uh, COVID 19, the coronavirus. Um, even the uh, great uh, uh, marathons and walkathons and all of these uh, run for the cure and bikeathons and telethons and all of these things as it relates to cancer and other debilitating diseases has now seemed to have taken a back step to the coronavirus. And if we will look at every system, especially our economic system, as it relates to jobs, as it relates to people uh, being laid off and receiving uh, terminal letters because uh, they're businesses and industries are having to downsize is placing a tremendous amount of strain uh, on the economic system and jobs at this time. When we look at number two, our educational system, when we look at the fact that our children, even our preschoolers, Uh, are having to deal with virtual learning, long distance learning. When we know uh, that children need to be in a social atmosphere and they need to be in close uh, contact with their teachers uh, for nurturing and for education, that is affecting the education system. The adults, the teachers, uh, the administrators and even the parents who have to make so many adjustments because of the coronavirus affecting the educational system, which also is affecting them economically. Then when we look at number three, the healthcare care industry, uh, the hospitals, uh, many of them are having to put off elective surgeries because patient beds are being taken up and many hospitals are reaching uh, the full capacity of their ability to be able to handle patients on an inpatient basis. So the healthcare industry from the inside out is tremendously being affected. Even those frontline workers uh, who have to uh, be there day by day, uh, have to leave their homes and their families, and are exposed on a 24-hour basis to those uh, who come to the door, come through the door uh, as walk-ins, and even uh, on an emergency basis, they have to see these people and provide care, but also are conscious of the fact that they too can fall victim to the coronavirus. And so the healthcare industry is being stressed and being strained tremendously to meet the challenges of health and wellness in this 21st century. I could go on and on about healthcare, and I'm sure that as I speak, that some of you will also have uh, some uh, uh, some uh, uh, comments and also have firsthand experiences as it relates to the healthcare industry. Also, our political system is being strained. Uh, this stimulus package deal uh, that's in the political system. Uh, being uh, tossed back and forth as far as bills are concerned uh, in order for the recovery of the nation to take place. So the political system is being affected in so many ways uh, with bills, uh, with Democrats and Republican debating uh, and bringing forth uh, packages, some with some things and some with, Uh, the omission of others. And so it's, it's causing a strain and stress upon our political system, even as a new administration is poised to come in in 2021. And so even politicians have contracted coronavirus. Their families have been affected. And so when we look at health and wellness, even from the family structure uh, aspect, uh, it has affected many. Uh, We have had uh, families, uh, even religiously, husband and wives and pastors and pastor's wives who have transitioned because of the COVID. And many others are in recovery from this virus that is causing so much of a strain on the family structure, not being able to come together for the holidays, for Thanksgiving. Uh, And now we're approaching Christmas, uh, a tradition of families coming together, even your families, and my families and all other families that traditionally have traveled uh, and come together for a Christmas celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ as fellowshippers, one with the other, and bringing back unity into the home, into the family. And now that had been uh, curtailed. Uh, to a great degree. And so our family structure uh, has broken down. Our service industries, especially the restaurants in particular, are uh, having to make different arrangements. And some have gone out of business, have not have not opened back up. Uh, I know uh, over in my neighborhood, the Shoney restaurant that I used to eat in quite a bit has closed. Uh, And it's not open, it's not serving uh, people, and others uh, are having to scale back their clientele in order to meet the mandates from the health department. Our court systems, trials are being put off, Uh, and not only that, uh, but uh, other procedures, legal procedures are being curtailed, and there is... Uh, a lot more Zoom meetings, and, and other things that are going on even in our court system. And so every segment of the American population has been affected, and we're dealing with God's medicine for the abundant life on today. And many will ask the question, why are you still dealing with this? I'm dealing with this because it is the number one issue in America at this time. And it is driving, it's the driving force behind every other segment of our society. It does not escape race, creed, color, national origin, culture, uh, educational attainment. It does not care. It affects every segment. Rich, poor, the haves and the have-nots, and those that are trying to attain. And so when we go back to this question, Dr. Adams, can you explain why the FDA won't approve essential oils for healing and other medicinal products? And that's a good question. I think rather than Lee Adams giving the answer, I think the answer needs to come from the FDA itself. Why? Why? in the midst of all of this worldwide pandemic, why are we limiting our options? Why are we asking the public to take a chance on the unknown when God had provided the known? And there is research after research after research. As a matter of fact, one of the tools that I use is a book called Modern Essentials, a Contemporary Guide to the Therapeutic Use of Essential Oils. And in this book, it has page after page after page of research references on these oils, not just some hocus-pocus wave-your-hand magic wand, smoke-and-mirrors, but I'm talking about evidence of the therapeutic use of essential oils. And yet, the American government, in the form of the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, is not on the front forefront of saying, "Let's not leave any stone unturned." Uh, unturned. Let's not leave one stone in place, overturn and turn over every stone that we can in order to make sure that the American people have everything they need at their disposal to fight this virus. And not only this one, but any in the future. And I want to say to the public, we have to demand. We have not because we ask not. And I think as a public, we have to do what other people do. We have to say to those that are in a position of authority that it is not right It is not right to leave out that which has been empirically documented and shown, researched, to be an antidote that is available for the use of the people, and let the people themselves Make that choice. One thing I will say is that we already know that they have already discovered that there are certain conditions that if you have them, you have to avoid a certain brand of corona vaccine Mm -hmm. because it has produced a side effect. I believe that people's lives are too precious. That every ounce of ruling out should be made to ensure that not only is the vaccine safe, not just 94, not 95 or 96 percent, but 100% safe and effective. And I will say this, that the only vaccine, the only medication, the only thing that I know is 100% sure is what God has produced. There is no error in God's medicine. And people don't like, the FDA doesn't like people talking about using the word healing. It heals. As if healing is a word that can only be used in the medical MD profession. When we know that scripture tells us Without a shadow of a doubt, look up the word heal as the base word, healed, healing, and anything that has to do with the word heal. It came from God himself. This is God's word. It is not the FDA's word. It is not the American Medical Association word. It is not the National Institute of Health word. It belonged to God. Because in the beginning was the word. And every language and every tongue emanated from God and the word of God. And that word became flesh. And so when we look at the question, why won't they approve? I will tell you this, that in France and in Western cultures, in Europe and in Asia, those governments and people have no problem with essential oils. They are part of the healing regimen, especially in the French medicinal practices, in the Chinese and Eastern practices. But yes, we know why. They have a vested interest in protecting themselves. They have a vested interest in protecting what they consider to be a monopoly on healing and medicine. Isn't that something? Relegating God's medicine to second class status. The second thing is nature and the most important is nature cannot be patented. And see, it's easy to make all of these rules and regulations all of these directives and determine what is and what isn't. What can be and what can't be. And when you do that You exclude anything that you don't want because you know that you can't control it. And so that's one of the reasons, that's one of the major reasons why the FDA won't approve essential oils. It has a lot to do with the economic factor. The economic factor. And I'm not trying to pick on cancer because I I know that cancer is debilitating and fatal, and we've lost many of our family members to cancer. But isn't it strange? When I was a little boy, I didn't know what cancer was. I just heard I just heard uh, the adults the family members talking about cancer. And they were talking about people who had it and those who had transitioned or died from it. It was nothing nice. And one of the things that I always asked when I was a little boy is why aren't they working on this? Why aren't they working on on a cure? And I remember as a little boy, I had a friend that had polio. And they found a vaccine for polio. And I was so thrilled and I was so happy. And I said that if they could find a cure for polio, I know they can find a vaccine and a cure for cancer. And my brothers and sisters, since that time, medical research continues to look for a cure. I remember in my early years, they said within 20 years, we'll have a cure for cancer. I was young. I was in my early 20s. I said, well, by the time I turn 40-something, they'll have that cure. And it kept on, and every four or five years, they would say the same thing. And then they came out saying that the cure is just around the corner. And now 20, 25 years past that, I don't know how long that corner is, but we haven't reached that corner yet. And yet billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars are raised and donated in the Race for the Cure. And it seemed like now the Race for the Cure is at a snail's pace. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering what in the world is going on as our health and wellness is on the line. But I will tell you this, that God's medicine is available. I have another question have any of the essential oils companies applied for FDA approval and I would say this that they would probably get a door, a door probably already been slammed so many times I would think one of the things that would happen and I believe it's going to happen is that some of these pharmaceutical companies are going to get smart. They're going to get smart because everybody's always looking for the edge. And he who um, has the edge has the advantage. And I'm just looking and I'm waiting on some of these pharmaceutical companies to start investing in the essential oil business. And that business would become another arm of their own pharmaceutical industry. I can see it coming because one thing we do know is that with these vaccines that have not been fully, fully, fully tested and tried as far as long-range and long-term effects, one thing I do know is that sooner or later lawsuits are sure to come. But after they made their trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars, they can afford to pay out five, 10, 15, 20 billion dollars back to those that were affected. If you make trillions upon trillions to give back some billions, it's just a drop in the bucket. But in order to recoup your losses, I can see them investing in essential oils and advertising them as part of their company's pharmaceutical regimen. Not having to worry about patents and trials and all of that, but being able to rapidly put them on the market with they're advertising dollars, and not worry about FDA approval. So that's what I see as far as because companies don't need FDA approval for the essential oils. And many companies are now venturing into products that contain essential oils. And I can see there are stockholders wanting them to move forward with major investments in essential oils. If you're on the line, Ms. Uh, Parrish, Dr. Mm-hmm. Smith, I know I've said a lot and I'm sorry. Uh, I want you all to come back in. I'm sure you all have been taking notes as well. Uh, Pink Squirrel, I see you have joined. Thank you. The producer has joined. Uh, Also, uh, the king, King P, is on the line as well. And if you have any uh, messages, Dr. Uh, Young, are you on the line this morning? Yes, sir. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm sorry. Um, If you have a word, I don't want to leave anybody out. I was trying to uh, be as thorough as I can, but certainly I want to recognize you, and if there's anything any of you have to say, Dr. Young, uh, you're certainly welcome to do so, along with Ms. Parrish and King and Pink Squirrel.
2: Okay, thank, thank you very much, Dr. Uh, Adam. I'm sort of focused on three on oils this week uh, for medicinal purposes. Uh, I have a friend that has He's a diabetic. And uh, I, I blended him some oil, some cinnamon, as well as cypress and rosemary together. And uh, after about a week of use, I, I checked back with him to see if he was doing him any good. And he said, very much so, all the stiffness that comes with being a diabetic and the soreness in the feet and so forth, he's telling me after a week, that's gone. And I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful. I'm, I'm constantly praying for him. And so I know that mixing that cinnamon uh, oil, uh, along with cypress and that rosemary and putting it underneath his feet uh, every morning when he gets up and then uh, putting it on the uh, pancreas as well. Uh, so he says now the, the stiffness and the soreness in his body uh, has gone away after about a week of use. And so I'm, I'm very grateful and I want to report that this morning that these oils are really working for God's people. Uh, and if you, you, you check the oil of cinnamon it, one of one of its uses is for diabetes and uh it's it's like it's an antidepressant antifungal antibacterial and uh it's it's an intestinal urinary uh, anti-inflammatory as well as uh, anti-microbial it's an antioxidant uh anti-spiraadic uh, uh, antiseptic as well and so it's doing some great things for the lord people and i want to report that this morning As well as disciples, it does well uh, in removing uh, uh, things from people's body. Uh, So it's it's for bursitis, carpal tunnel syndrome, it helps in the circulation. Uh, So it, 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 environmental stress, uh, it's doing some great things. Lugaric disease, and and I'm grateful uh, to report that this morning that these oils are working and uh, we're we're trying them on the Lord's people. This is a donation that that I gave uh, so it can. To see if it works. If it really does some things uh, for the people of God, and, and so I like to, before I ask people if, if they would if they would invest in themselves, I like to invest in them and allow them an opportunity to utilize these oils, and then I say, now if it does you some good, then get it for yourself as well as recommend it to other people. And so that's what that's what's going on right now, and I want to report that on these three particular oils together. Uh, we we mix them, blend them together with some uh, with some uh, coconut, oil, fractionated coconut oil, and that's the way he's using them. Put them on the bottom of his feet, rub them in the mornings when he gets up out of bed, and he puts on his pancreas, and uh, and so it's working very well for him. So thank you for your time.
3: All right, uh, you've had a firsthand experience from Dr. Alan Young. Thank God for him and the use of oils that. And- how he has uh, allowed the Lord to use him to be a a ministry to others. And thank you so very much uh, for that testimonial. And we don't have to uh, try to make people believe. All we say is that uh, the only person uh, that this oil has not helped are people who have not use them. Amen. I would like to at this time thank you so very much. My website is my dot doterra. D-O-T-E-R-R-A. My dot doterra com slash adams. My slash adams. And we would love for you to be a part of our team. We are a team. We want you to be a part of our team. We want you to be a practitioner as well as one who ed- educates others about God's medicine for abundant life and abundant living. Thank you so very much. We have a couple of minutes left. Uh, Mr. Parrish, do you have anything that you would like to bring yes. before we close out?
1: I do. Uh, 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 No matter where you are listening, depending on the state you're in, um, go to your tenant. Well, I'm in Tennessee, but go to your uh, your state government's health department's website. And one of the things that you're going to be looking for, especially as if if you are an essential worker, if you are a parent um, that has children. uh, uh, We want to be paying attention to things that are going to be changing and transpiring. Regarding uh, the force of vaccines and for children um, and for um, the state of Tennessee, there are two types of requirements, uh, two types of exemptions uh, from uh, vaccinations. If your child has um, been harmed by vaccination or there is called a medical exemption and the other exemption is called a religious exemption. So, what is going on um, in many areas in many states is that uh, many companies will be requiring and mandating, uh, will requiring um, people to take uh, vaccination. This particular one that is coming up, a COVID vaccination, um, to uh, control the, you know, control uh, or to uh, ensure, th- you know, to ensure that the spread doesn't further continue. So you want to look for the religious exemption in your state or a medical uh, exemption in your state. Uh, These two uh, things are going to be very important because if you are going to be returning to work, you do have rights. And so that's something uh, that you should know that you do have rights, but you have to look in what your state says and for the state of Tennessee There is a religious exemption and there is also a medical exemption. And so you can uh, if you uh, feel that uh, a religious exemption is something that applies to you, you can present that to your employer. You can present that to the school um, and so that they would be aware of, of, of your your ability to waive your right to be vaccinated uh, in in those particular areas. I just wanted to add that there.
3: Thank you so very much, and education is powerful. And the more you have, uh, the more you're able uh, to articulate your rights as an individual. Thank you so very much uh, on this morning. Uh, We have about two minutes left. And so we want to bring uh, this portion uh, of our podcast to a close. Uh, I don't know. Pink Squirrel, are you on? You want to acknowledge? How about uh, King P? Are you there? I want to acknowledge also P-B- PBG-OB771-13KCNU has joined as well. Thank you for being a part of the podcast this morning. Um, total over 150 listeners uh, live. Um we know that there are at least uh, six that are listening live on this broadcast on this morning. Someone says mandatory vaccination will be coming. Um, that's kind of, um, we would hope that um, the rights of people will not be abridged uh, by making something mandatory uh, um uh to work dr adams yes
0: we have a call in
3: all right go right ahead
4: hey there dr adams mr paris here how you doing this morning good morning uh informative as always um i was just gonna comment really fast um i know uh shanta had talked about the, the the exempt forms um, but one of the things that uh, could, you know, potentially happen um, in this situation is that jobs will start. They will start, um, you know, laying people off because they don't have the uh, vaccination. And so it's supposedly a national mandate is going out that you're going to have to carry around this card um that may or may not have a chip on it that shows a lot of your medical information and plus to show that you have been vaccinated and so you're going to require that's going to be required for you to be able to travel um in the airline industry i'm um, not sure about it for the busing or maybe trains uh, but definitely the airline industry and other countries will probably adopt this and it's very important You know, like she said, you know, you need to know what your rights are uh, in this situation because um, it's not necessarily a thing where, you know, it's it's a national mandate. um, And then they say, well, hey, you have a time period, you know, well, we're not going to force anybody to get it. Well, certain situations may play out, uh, you know, maybe an outbreak, a a, a staged outbreak could happen to where next, uh, then it's going to be forced Uh, And Mm -hmm. so that's why one of those things, you know, everybody's, you know, uh, you know, um, about voting in the election and everything. You have to talk to your state representative. You have to talk to your councilmen and you have to get in their ear and send the emails, attend the meetings. So you can find out exactly what's going on, like Trump said, in your area Um, Mm -hmm. so you can be abreast on these situations because they pass bills all the time. And the bill could be a thousand pages and on page 501, you know, nobody uh, looked at that section, you know, paragraph two on page 501, where it said that um, anything can be deemed as essential and that you may actually have to go in and, um, you know, have that, that, that vaccine, that
3: vaccination. So you just have to definitely be careful about that. I would say this, let me just say this, and this is a, a good topic. You have, uh, this will be something that we will discuss on next Saturday the implications of the vaccine and whether uh, or not uh, it will be mandatory and what are the ramifications of it. So, thank you so very much for that. Our time is certainly out. Uh, Dr. Bruce has another engagement this morning and we want to. Uh, leave on that note. Uh, you have given us quite a bit uh, to digest and to meditate on for next week. And if you have questions and concerns from that, bring them to Crossroads next Saturday. Thank you very much. Thank you so very much. This is Crossroads where North and South meets East and West. Thank you so very much, Dr. Smith, for your time and your patience.